This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. It is Tuesday, the best day of the week, because we're here with you. Welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. Did you miss us, bitches? We missed you. <laughs> we missed you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been a whole week. Oh, fuck. And I got some updates. <laughs> you, you need to update everyone ASAP because my blood has been boiling. <laughs> it's been boiling. What accent is that? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to go on, but I decided to stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're making me laugh so hard. Um, <laughs> so last week's episode, I shared that I was obsessed with that guy on TikTok, Brad the Box or whatever. Yeah. And we like slid into his DMs. Well, you did, but we, well, we were together. Yeah. But yo, okay. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen, but I will recap it. There's this guy on TikTok who cooks all these meals and he's hot. And I like, like, I wrote a comment on his vote on his video on TikTok. And then he followed me back and we followed each other. And I was like, I love doing things for entertainment value as well. Wait, but real quick. And people were hyping up the comment. People were like, oh my gosh, you guys just like date or whatever. No, I don't think anyone said that. I think you just made that up. I totally just, are you sure? Are you sure? I swear to God. Wait, I was under the impression that everyone, I swear I'm not making no, this people up. Were, people were laughing at my comment. They thought it was funny, oh. but they weren't like, I should date. I'm crying. Not one person said that. Except me. Except for you in your head. Oh, shit. God. Um, oh, fuck. Your friends need to know all the facts. Oh, anyway. We slide into his DMs and essentially ask him to cook me because we are illiterate. And, <laughs> and anyway, we slide into his DMs and we say like, as in we, I mean me from my TikTok account. And I'm like, okay, Brad, it's our first night together. What are you cooking me? Whatever. He unfollows me on TikTok. <laughs> and I was just like... Honestly, that's pretty savage. Like if a guy like that, I, that is fucking savage. I'm not going to lie. I was like, dude, you have no fucking sense of humor at all. Like it's obviously right. a joke, like a flirty joke. Right. Like if another male creator slid into my DMs who I wasn't into, I would like joke with him. Yeah, same. I would. And I want to unfollow him if I was following him. Like, like also people, please don't comment on his videos. Don't go for him. Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Oh my gosh. No, they won't. But I was just like. Because I went to check to see if he had read the DM and he had unfollowed me. <laughs> that is insane. The only thing I can think of is that he has a girlfriend who he's like scared is going to see it and like think that something's going and on. And he's just like, want to be respectful. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no hard feelings, Brad. But fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was a rough, it was a rough go for me the past few weeks with dating. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been, I've been really striking out and I'm just going to be open about that. Yeah. 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 It's been hard for me watching you strike <laughs> out. But but honestly, right? Like, it's been hard for me watching you strike out when you're like a 12 out of 10 <laughs> and you're striking out with people who are not worthy, well, in my opinion. Thanks. Thanks, girlfriend. Um, <sighs> yeah, that was my only update. Um, uh, What's been my update? I know. What is your update? 
Steve and I went on our little anniversary trip, mm-hmm. which was amazing. It looked amazing. It was so fun. So nice. Um, gosh, nothing like a getaway to like spice things up and just feel good. Honestly, you know what I mean? You love a getaway. I love a getaway. <laughs> I love a getaway so much. Um, my mom was in town helping, which was also amazing after that. Um, you know what I just realized? What? I was over at your house and I didn't eat any food your mom made. Oh, well, you can come over now. Literally, we have food for two months. It's insane. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh You're right. God. You didn't. You didn't. I didn't eat anything when I was there. That makes me sad. Your mom like looks like the most amazing cook. She is. We literally, she meal prepped for us for like two months, essentially a month. Can you send her here? And probably left. I know. Everyone's like, can I be your mom's dog? Like, oh, seriously, though. What's your mom's dog's name again? Luca. Luca. Which, don't get me started on that. Have I you ever you shared the Luca drama? Luke. Have I? I? I know the Luca drama, but I think our Should audience share needs it? to know the Luca drama. Guys, this is like really a fucked up story. So like, just to warn you. <laughs> Anyways, make a long story short. I wanted a dog my entire life, right? My entire life. Every Christmas, birthday, begged for a dog, begged for a dog. Never can get a dog. Never got a dog. There's some like, sometimes we got close. My dad took us to shelters. We never ended up getting one. Anyways, make a long story short. Aside from that, once I met Steve and we were talking about kids and stuff like this is like a decade ago. I always said that I wanted to name my kids after Italian cities. We fell in love in Italy. I used to live in Italy. Like, I just love it. So in my version, my first daughter would be Sienna. Our son would be Luca. And then my second daughter would be Capri. Those were our three names. Anyways, make a long story short. Our first Christmas together out here. Steve got me a dog for Christmas. He got us Dewey. It was like the sweetest thing ever. Um, I FaceTime my family. They sh- we show him Dewey. Make a long story short, two days later, my family gets a dog. And I was like, oh, my entire <laughs> life, I wanted a dog. You never got a dog. What do they name the dog? Luca. I was like, not only do you get a dog, but you take my son's name from me. Anyways, it's been 11 years. I'm still pissed about You're it. You're still pissed about it. Honestly, that, I'm, I'm a chill is, girl. I'm a chill girl. <laughs> I'm chill. <laughs> I think that's worth being pissed about. Right. Savage. Getting a dog after you beg for a dog and then taking your baby name. Dude. Savage. So savage. Savage. My family and Brad the Boxer are on the Brad. same level. <laughs> Doing us dirty all around. Doing us dirty. But you know what? You get knocked down. You get, get up, up again. again. Ain't never gonna, gonna keep me down. down. I get knocked down. <laughs> 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 gonna harmonize. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. That to me. Um, okay, let's get into uh, what I'm obsessing over. We don't have a name for this segment. It's obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> you are on something today. Am I? Oh my god, you're cracking me up. Oh my, my cheeks gosh. Hurt. Okay, we need to. Maybe we need to have someone do like a little, <gasps> like a tune. Are obsessed you obsessed with me? me? And together. Get it together. <laughs> I don't know the word. Addison, girl, if you're listening, we need you to record a special obsessed segment for our segment. I think Addison would totally do that for I us. She would too. <laughs> She's okay. like not busy at all. What are you obsessed with, Ray? Okay, so this weekend was so chill. Like I just read, not redecorated, but kind of like nested mm-hmm. my apartment, like just got things organized and it just felt really good and it was chill. But I was like, you know what? I, I don't know what why I was thinking. I think what tr- what what um triggered this in my brain. I this girl popped up on my TikTok for you page. Will I ever share in my obsessed segment without referring to TikTok? Clearly not. <laughs> Called Curvy Surfer Girl. And mm. she's like a curvy surfer. And you know what's crazy? I don't think I've ever seen a surfer girl that's curvy. And I'm like, oh my God, this girl is a 
badass. And actually surfing lessons were on my summer bucket list and I didn't get to them. But I feel like I need to take up a hobby, like an Mm -hmm. outdoorsy hobby. Like I love, I mean, I love hiking. I love like paddle boarding, but like I just never do it on my own or like surfing. And I'm like, I really want to incorporate a more adventurous hobby that I do like on the weekends is my, what I'm obsessed with. I don't know what it is yet, but I, I like have this itch for like an outdoorsy adventure hobby. Maybe I need to do surfing lessons. Uh, have you ever done surfing lessons? Twice in Australia. And I, it was horrible. Mm, I feel like Australia sounds a little intimidating. It was just, pretty hard. Yeah. Surfing is hard to begin with. Have like, you I, surfed? I mean, I've done like probably 10 lessons in my life. 10. That's a lot. I've only gotten up like in a couple of them. That's a lot. Yeah. Damn. But like what, a couple of them were like on a trip to Costa Rica. Like we did it for a couple of days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I totally feel you on that because I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this too. It's like, I feel like I need another hobby. I need a hobby. I need a hobby. But then I'm like, fuck, like when do I have time to like have a hobby? Yeah. But I do think that maybe your hobby should be beach volleyball because I love beach volleyball too. We love it. And I feel like that would be so much fun and a good way to meet other people too. Wait, do we need to join a league? We do. We need to join a co-ed league. Co-ed league. Yeah. Do they do those in, in, in the winter in California? Why not? I'm sure we could find one. Okay. If anyone's listening knows of a good one that maybe has like tall, hot guys too. I yes, want to be, I want to be opposed. Yeah. And they um, could bring babies also. They could bring babies. Steven, <laughs> Steven, Nico will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm actually really down for that. Yeah. I think that'd be super fun. I think that way we could meet new people. You could meet a tall, hot a volleyball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's a great workout, a great activity gets you by the water. And I think winter is the best time to do it. You don't have like the sun, like beating down as crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm into it. Okay. I'm going to look into this, Christina. I love I'm it. I love it. I love this. it. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I can just share this and you basically solved my problem. Yay. Wow. But I really want to do it too. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, hey, if you guys know, it. if you're in LA and you know of a league or something like that, yeah, well, or where Steve would do it, right? Steve would love to do it. And Nico could just like Steve and I would take turns and we would bring like his little I was gonna say it was gonna be like do you pick put like a little like is this the worst parenting thing ever? Like, could you bring that little crib thing and pop it up on the beach and put him in it? Do people do that? No, I, I have a beach tent for him, like a beach oh. that he loves being in. I mean, he's kind of like way more mobile now, but I think he would like it. He'd be down. Yeah, and you and Steve could just like alternate. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll alternate too. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll go into the the sub. By the way, I can't wait for you guys to see our family <laughs> Halloween costume with Ryan. <laughs> I'm in on the fam. Oh, yeah. Are we doing this for real? Yeah, but don't tell anyone yet. I think we should do it. It'd be funny. Okay. Fucking funny. Wait, don't tell anyone yet. We're I'm telling not telling anyone. I'm just getting them hyped. Hyped. Okay. Whew. Amazing. Um, all right. What are you obsessing over, Christina? Okay. I'm obsessing over fucking Airbnb. So I've been what? watching this show on the Travel Channel. Um I forgot what it's called, but it's um, about Airbnbs around the world. And like, there's three hosts. There's like that guy from um, Million Dollar Listing New York. And there's like these two girls and pretty much in each episode, they go to a different, a couple different places and they find unique Airbnbs. So one will be like actually unique, like something super different. The other one will be a budget Airbnb and the other one will be um, a luxury Airbnb. So anyways, I was on Airbnb this week and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize you can like search for anywhere in the world. You can like search, Mm -hmm. there's so many, you can search castles, you can search tree houses. 
And so I found this Airbnb that was at Castle in Italy for the first week of June. Oh no, the last week of June for $474 a night. Slap 10, sleeps 10 people. So when are we going? Well, here's the fucking issue is I forgot to send the link or save it. And now I can't find it. Christina. So I'm obsessed with the fact that you can find places like this. Yes. And I'm also obsessed with the fact that I have a serious problem and don't save things or send them. And now I can't find it. Damn. I know. I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to you, figure it out. You need to go back and look. I need to go um, back and look. But also, I we really need to go to Greece next summer. Yeah, I know. That's what I was are, thinking. Are you planning on Italy going? Italy on the way to Greece. Italy on the way to Greece. Are you, are you planning on going to Greece next summer? Yes. Okay, because um, Aaron and I are planning on coming when you're there. Yeah. So you just need to update us. I think what we need to do is, well, we need to figure it out. I'll plan my trip and then I'm going to leave like and come do like a two night trip or three nights trip on an island with you guys, a separate island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like that'd be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, ooh, I can't think about it. Yeah. But OK, Italy on the way. We need to find this. Ca it was castle. Yes, dude. Dang. It was awesome. OK, you can go back in your browser history. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how to do that. I'll show you after. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm obsessed with. And with that said, <laughs> along with the volleyball leagues, if you have any dope ass Airbnbs, you think we should stay in? Send those know. too. But also speaking of obsessed, this interview, oh! I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> I am so excited. You guys today, we have such a special guest on and we have Simone Rekasner. She is the lead on Fox's new show, The Big Leap. It premieres. Monday night, which was last night when you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. um, you could also watch it on Hulu the day after. And it is so great. Yeah, it's it's um, incredible to talk to Simone. Basically, the show follows a bunch of, let's call them underdogs, yes. as they kind of take their own big leap and take a risk and take a chance um, and join a reality dancing show. And it follows all of these characters. Um, and today we're talking to uh, Simone, who plays Gabby, who is the lead in the show. And Christine and I both really identified with her because she is a plus size woman. Um, and just seeing a plus size woman on the show as a lead in the show was like incredible. And talking to Simone, we just were like, had so many moments. We were like, oh my gosh, us too. Like we just really Damn, related yeah. to her and had such a cool conversation. And we're so excited for her that this is like her first big network show that she is the lead in that's premiering uh, or premiered last night when you're listening to this. So it was just a really fun conversation. We're excited for you to listen to it. Yeah, you guys are going to relate so much. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Welcome, Simone, to the Confident Collective podcast. We're so happy to have you. How are you? I am so, so, so good. It's so nice to be here. We are. So, How are you? We're, we're good. good. We're so excited to chat with you. I mean, OK, the show premieres two night are you freaking out like i need to know exactly how you're feeling in this moment because i feel like it's all the emotions right it is every emotion i have ever felt all in one yeah. and i mean all of the emotions because i've also i i i booked the job in march of 2020 oh, wow. and then of course the pandemic happened. so it's been a long a very long journey and it's also the journey through my life. And I mean, there's so many emotions going through my head right now. Um, excitement more than anything at this point, I'm just really excited for the, for our story to meet 
our audience and for the audience to meet us. I can't wait for that part. So I'm brimming to the brim with experience and feeling right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how Same. like that is so freaking cool. Like what? This is insane. So this has been in the making for like over a year. Uh, 18 months that I've been with it. So a long time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell, take our viewers. Can you give them a little bit of a background on the big leap and on your character, Gabby's background? Yeah. So the big leap is based off of a real reality TV show that was filmed in the UK called big ballet. And that reality TV show followed a group of plus size dancers who were putting on a production of Swan Lake. Cool. And ours is an interpretation of that and sort of a leaping point. It, we leap from that story. And so um, our story follows a very large swath of incredibly American people who are all at a certain point in their life where there's something missing. There's a what if missing. Um, and my character, Gabby Lewis, is an incredible person, somebody I personally look up to so much. She is, was a former dancer, was the captain of her dance team in high school, and her dreams were, had to be put on a very large pause to have her son, Sam, because she got pregnant at quite a young age and decided to have the baby. And we meet her at a time when she's doing the, the not the craziest, but the, the scariest thing possible and that is taking a chance on this dream that she's been holding on to for years and put in a dormant part of her brain and so that's that's who gabby is she's incredibly big bold brave she's she's empathetic she's spastic she's calm she's everything she's a she's a full human being and i'm incredibly honored to to be her I feel like everyone, when they watch your character, can find a little bit of themselves in Gabby. No matter what, I can tell you something that I found really empowering is because I'm a new mom. And like, I think that moms have all this pressure of like wanting to spend all their times with their kids, but then also like having wanting to work and wanting to achieve their dreams so their kids can be proud of that, too. And you see like that dynamic through Gabby. And it, it's really special. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Oh, that's so that's so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think that, yeah, a huge part of the story is, is the fact that she has this other person. She's loved a lot of people, but she certainly has this other person who is her entire world. And the, the mental battle that she goes through about putting him first and also learning to put herself first at the same time. And she's certainly an imperfect mother. She she is always trying, but, you know, she has her moments. And I think it's wonderful to see that. Yeah. And I think the thing for me that I was like, oh, my God, this is so effing cool is that you uh, seeing my body represented, too, was like so cool seeing Gabby, who is in a larger body, be like the captain of her dance team in high school mm -hmm. and going after this and being the lead in a show is something that is like, obviously it's, it's happening more and more now, but like growing up, we had no, never none, saw that. never saw that. And it honestly gets, makes me like emotional to see like someone in a body type that resembles mine, like being a lead in a show honestly gets me like goosebumps. Same. Um, it, it's just so freaking cool. So yeah. I guess, um, 
you know, and, and Gabby's story with her, with, you know, her body and, and that is a narrative in the show. Did you feel like connected to her in that way as you are stepping into this role as the lead of the show? I mean, there's so much about her that I connect to. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy that you brought up particularly her position in the show as well, because of course, big bodies have always existed and they have existed in film, but they've existed as a character that fills the world around the center. And the mm-hmm. fact that it's not only the character that she is, but the centralizing force she takes within the story, I think is so important to see that you can be the lead that you can be, you know, it's certainly an ensemble piece. I want to be clear, but it's also that, that you can be the person with which we see the story through. And I, I mean, the ebbs, what I, what I like to call her ebbs and flows. Um, the thing that I, I mean, maybe most identify with Gabby is the fact that she is incredibly courageous and, and, and has a way of moving forward at all times. And at the same time, that brings about experiences of self-doubt, of anxiety, of, of believing all, like all the other voices that she has been pushing aside also flood in at the same time. So her, she's in a constant conversation with her own inner demons and the demons that are frankly around her as well. And so that's something I really connect to on a profound level with her. Mm, definitely. Um, looking, so thinking back, like if you were a young girl, like watching this show and seeing someone like Gabby, um, specifically, you know, if it comes to the body positivity movement and seeing just larger bodies like live and exist, which is so crazy that it's like still kind of profound um, and have such a a large story in in this show. How do you think that would have impacted you as like a young girl watching this show? I, I, that is, that makes me really emotional to think of that if I'm honest, Um, because I don't know where I would be. I really don't because only if, even a few years ago as an adult who had lived and learned to love myself despite myself um, still struggled with the idea that I could be on a network TV show. Um, So I think it would have had a profound effect on my life because I grew up, I mean, we all were, I would assume around the same age and, you know, certainly the media and the world fed on diet culture and all that stuff. And I also grew up in LA, which was a particular, you know, <laughs> I can't part imagine. of the world in yes. itself. And I love it. Let's be clear. I love LA, but whew, girl, girl hurt me sometimes. Girl really did. But um, I, 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 it's one of those things that it's so, it's such a big question. It's such a profound part of my life to not see myself represented elsewhere that I don't know where I would be. Um, and that, I mean, where would you be if, if you had somebody like you? Uh, I think I would have just done things that I just didn't think I could do because so much of what we, so much of the narrative we create in our head Mm -hmm. is through these things that we see and that we're told. And like, I didn't think I deserved like growing up in high school. Like, I didn't think I deserved to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't even think to go out. I didn't dance, but like, 
I, I held myself back intention, not intentionally, but because I just didn't think I could even do these things strictly because of my size or totally. like even in my adult life, I think some of these like subconscious things that we've been told just holds you back and you don't even, don't even register it. I remember a couple of years ago, even it wasn't even that long ago. I was out here trying to host shows and I was with this manager. He's like, look, you got a great face. You got the talent. You got to lose weight. You know what I mean? And this was like just a couple of years ago. And I was like, remember, I was like, he's right. He's right. He's right. Like, I can never do this until I lose weight. And I remember just putting off dreams, like putting off like a wanted model. I could not model. I spent a year on a freaking treadmill at 15 incline, like trying to lose weight so I could model or like. I think so many of us put off dating and relationships because there's this inner dialogue that like you have to be in a thin body, you know? Yeah. So being able to see a lead that's more representative of how we look like is just so incredibly empowering. It's so freaking cool. It oh is. Oh so my gosh. I mean, I relate to everything that you're saying. It, you're, it's just like, you're speaking my inner thoughts where I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that would be different. Like I would maybe believe that people could be attracted to me, which mm -hmm. was the whole dialogue I had to go through in my life. Um, yeah, I mean, it the sky's the the limit with with the the changes it would have had and the impact it would have had on my life. But um, I get very emotional thinking about moments, little moments that are that prevailed throughout my life, um, and being able to go back and hug her and be like, "Hey, girl, <laughs> it's me. It's gonna be okay. You are beautiful. You are kind. You are all of these things that are that are." wonderful and important and so much more important than, you know, fitting into something that you're not. Thank God you're not. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. And I think it just also feeds like, mm -hmm. I think growing up too, I always thought if I was sinner, I would be able to be, you know, inquire. If I was thinner, I could do the music. If I was thinner, I would have a boyfriend. Like I just thought that for some reason, if I was thinner, that like all my problems would be solved. <laughs> and I think that's maybe because we were totally. only, right. Like yes. we were only portrayed like seeing successful people as like thin, beautiful women. And I just think it is so powerful that you get to be this person that is so beautiful. And like this character is just incredible. And that will be a role model for someone like that is so crazy. and so cool yeah. to show that like you can live an incredible, amazing life regardless of your outward appearance or anything like that. Like so powerful. So I'm just so excited. Simone. I'm yeah. like freaking out and literally be <laughs> the main character, literally being the main character. Um, on our podcast and on our show and just in general, we talk a lot about co the confidence journey, right? Because it is a journey and it's always like ebbing and flowing. And even when you feel really confident, like something can knock you down the next day and like you're, you're still on that path. So can you share a little bit about your confidence journey? Like what happened to get you here? You're freaking in the lead of a network show. Like what I need to know. <laughs> Like, were there any certain moments that made you feel like, hell yes, like I could do this. I could be this person. I could be this role model for so many women. Yeah, this this is a huge part of my story. Um, so I basically existed thinking that I wasn't good enough for anything for until throughout my adolescence. And I went to college and I always, whenever I'm on a plane, I get... I like to, I don't love, I'd love to travel alone. And I love, I have really deep thoughts on planes mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And one day it was in my sophomore year of college, I was sitting and I, uh, I was going to visit home 
And I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what that moment was. It was frankly a little similar to Gabby where she's just all of a sudden has this moment where something changes. But I, I just thought if I don't start loving myself, I'm not, it's never going to happen. And so for the next, I think it was two and a half, three hours, I started, I always bring a journal and I started writing affirmations. I'd never written affirmations in my life, but for a solid two and a half hours, I just wrote affirmations. And then when I got home that evening, I also became overwhelmed with this, with the knowledge that the medicine I needed was, was a formula that I have since, I have since taught other, not taught, but I've told friends of mine and it has had a profound effect on my life. And I've seen it have a profound effect on some other people's lives. And that is that I literally never would look at myself naked. Literally never. I couldn't, if I, if I saw it in the mirror, I'd like avoid it or, you know, it just was never a part of my day. And so since that day in my sophomore year of college, every single day I start my day with standing naked in front of the mirror looking at myself. I sometimes, I used to say affirmations. I, at this point, it's become a, a ritual part of my, my setting my, my day. So I don't have to, but um, just the simple act of forcing myself to see myself changed, changed my life. And I have seen it change um, some friends of mine, mine's lives. So that's, that's it. That's basically the, the, the story of how I'm here and how I'm confident. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Like you basically stopped hiding for, for your, from yourself because a lot of the times that we are scared of or insecure about, it's like, could be lack of knowledge or like intimidation and, and we avoid it. Right. Whereas you just tackle it head on and you're like, okay, I'm going to look at myself naked. I'm going to like tackle this head on. Like you were able to change the narrative you had with yourself and your body, which I think is so cool. And I do think also everyone should look at themselves naked because it is Empowering. Just a good thing to do. Yes, definitely. <laughs> And I also want to bring up modeling and curvy models. I, I changed the background on my phone um, to, uh, I don't even, it was years ago now, but for years I had this curvy woman who was probably a size 14, 16 on my phone because I remember when I first looked at her, I was like, oh, she needs to lose weight. <laughs> I'm like, I was like the same size, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just wild things that my, my brain would say. And so I, it's almost, I started retraining my brain to see her as beautiful. And now I'm at this place where I, I have no idea how I ever thought anything else than the fact that this woman was stunning, stunning. So it was also, it was seeing myself, but also seeing other people and, and forcing myself to look at and appreciate other people's bodies as well. Yeah, I think that's such a great tip. We talk a lot about exposure therapy, right? Like if you're so scared Mm -hmm. of being in a swimsuit and you're never going to go to the beach in a swimsuit, the only way to get over that is like to go to the beach in a freaking swimsuit, you know, or like the only way to like start feeling confident in your body is to like start putting your body out there or to follow other people with similar body types. Because the more Mm -hmm. that you see that over and over again, you're just going to start to relate so much more and it gets easier and easier and easier. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a mm-hmm. that was a huge Absolutely. part of mine too, I, yeah. like the, the how you put the picture on it your was. phone. Yeah, like I 
when I first, I remember so clearly, like it was Ashley Graham's first, it was an ad in swimsuits for all. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, so sexy in this like black bikini. And like these men, like these, like, you know, typical hot, like LA model guys were like lusting over her. And I don't know what that like, honestly changed the game for me. And from there I started following like every plus size model I could possibly find. Mm -hmm. So my Instagram feed was just filled with a diverse range of bodies. And I, I truly think that that had a huge, huge impact Same. on like starting to shift that mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting, the similarities that Whoa. all three of us have yeah, in absolutely. that. It ultimately comes down to stories like the big leap, like representation, being seen, be, having somebody to look at changes the narrative inside your head. Mm -hmm. And storytelling is such an important part of being human. It's been with us since this, the, the start of time. And so if we're not telling those stories, if we're not seeing people, and that's both with language stories, visual stories, with modeling, um, music. I mean, if, you don't, if, the, if, if we don't exist for people to look at, then it doesn't, it doesn't translate. So representation. Yes. <laughs> what, what were Amen you to say? that. <laughs> no, I was going to say another part of the show that I love so much is you guys have to watch it because you just like wait till the last five minutes of the show. Like it is just the last five minutes of the premiere is so exciting. And I love that there is a love interest in the show as well. So mm -hmm. between that, between the whole dancing aspect, between being a mom, like Gabby's so multifaceted, but is there any like one particular storyline you're excited for viewers to watch and see and get excited about? Oh, oh, I can't pick one. <laughs> you can pick a couple I if mean, you want. I'll pick a couple. Okay. Um, uh, Julia, Julia, played by Terry Polo. Mm -hmm. um, she is a woman in in middle age who is un is feels unseen and un she feels unseen by the people in her life, by her husband, by her children. She's losing what she thinks is relevance. And that's a story that just, I mean, it touches me in such a deep, deep way um, because I think it's so relatable whether you're at that phase in your life, which I know that that will be so relatable to so many women and people. But also I think that feeling unseen is a huge part, frankly, of, of a lot of people's lives. So I think that'll touch a lot of people. Um, Sir Darius, who plays Reggie, the, as you called love interest, I think it's so incredibly important to tell the story of black men who work in uh, the athletic field, whose bodies are overused and abused. And that's a story that I'm so excited to, that we're telling. Um, Raymond, who plays um, Justin, my ex-boyfriend in the, in the series, being a, a gay man in the black community and coming to terms with his, um, with, with the, with his identity at the same time as he is also working through the certain societal expectations that he was set forth. So, I mean, I will, I, if, if you don't stop me, I'll keep going, <laughs> but those are just some of the examples that I find incredibly inspiring in the show. Also relatable. Yes, clearly the show is mm -hmm. filled with such important and powerful storylines. So we are very excited for our audience and everyone to watch it. Um, the other day on Instagram, Christina and I shared a few of our own 
like big leap moments, like looking back, when was a time where we like took a risk and took a leap? Was there any, like a big leap moment in your life where you're like, wow, that really changed, changed the the direction of my life? Um, so I actually just realized this today because I've been asked that question. It's always been a little hard for me because I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, staying in this career, frankly, when it wasn't very welcoming to me at times, that's certainly a big leap moment, but that sort of, that wasn't a moment as much as has been a part of my life. So I would actually say it was the day that, uh, I, how do I tell this story? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Just going to go for it. It was the day I was in the gym, um, at my grad school and I grew up with a, my mom is a, a marathoner and a very active person. And I just always thought that running was a, a absolutely not meant for me that not, not just that I wouldn't like it, but that like, I was not built for running. I just always was like, okay, I can do other stuff. I'll do the elliptical, I'll do whatever in the gym I'll do. And I always had this mental block about treadmills. I was like, I can't go on a treadmill. That's not, I'm not a treadmill person. I can't, whatever. And this one day I just decided to get on the treadmill and start running. And since then I've been running. And the fact that I am a plus size curvy woman and I can run and I can run at a great pace and, you know, I'm working on my technique and I can have all those, I can be invested in running in the same way that other people are invested in running and that's become a part of their life. I'm not saying I'm a great runner by any means, but, but that was, I mean, when I got on that treadmill and I ran, I don't know, the first time, I think it was like, it might've been like four minutes. It might not have whatever, but it was, it broke my, it, my brain just expanded so much because I was like, I can physically, I can't, I 20, whatever years of believing that I absolutely could not do this. What else have I told myself I can't do that I can do? Oh, I love that so much. We literally couldn't we, relate more. We are like, I'm like, we need, you, we you are need to join spirits. the confidence. Okay, hold on. Everything you're saying is like same hitting. I can feel Christine and I over here like, oh my gosh, so much because we had a very similar journey. Right last before year. the pandemic, we were training for a half marathon with our community. We were leading a group of 30 plus women to run our first half marathon. Before we started, I literally... I've grown since I was like in middle school and you had to run on the track for like phys ed. I was like, I can't run. I would like yeah. try and make every excuse to get out of running. And the fact that we were training for a half marathon and like at one point ran up to 10 miles, I like to try. Yeah, you need you need to join our run group because yeah. So we hearing you say more. that was like blowing our minds over here. I could feel us. I was like, oh my God, Simone is meant to be but, our friend and our girl gang. But, but it but, is exactly that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you, you tell yourself you can't do certain things. And then once you try and you realize you can, it is so incredibly empowering. Mm -hmm. I love that. You just made my heart stop beating for a split <laughs> second with excitement. <laughs> That's amazing. But that's something that you're that you're doing. That's been I can't believe I'm sharing this, but a mental goal of mine is like because I, I remember the first time I experienced the runner's high when uh, one day I just didn't even notice I was running, and I just and I and it's a, a rare thing. It's hard for me to experience because sometimes I still have to go through mental, you know, the the hurdle of mm -hmm. <laughs> running. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I, I mean, that's amazing. And I would love to be part of the, the runners group. Oh my God. We need to like, we need to pick it back up. We, yes. uh, the, the pandemic kind of threw our killed our vibe a killed, little bit, killed our vibe a bit <laughs> but I'm like, we need to get this back up. We need to do a half marathon. Like that's still a goal for Christina and I. Yeah. So maybe this is we like, to be that we need to run a half marathon together. I'm I just think saying. so. We were like three weeks <laughs> away. The fact that you got to 10 miles, I mean, that is huge. I couldn't believe it. I, I still can't that's, believe that's it. That's <laughs> you're, you're coming with us next time. We're doing you're it together. Right. We can all achieve the goal. Um, oh, my gosh. Definitely. Okay. Well, now that you are officially a member of the Confident Collective, we are going to include you. Every single episode, we have our Ask Away with Ray and Kay. And we're really excited to get your advice for one of our listeners who... Is in a pickle. She doesn't know what to do. She has this drama going on in her friend group and she needs our advice. Okay, you guys. Yeah. So she wrote us like literally a novel. So I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially <laughs> she has a big friend group, okay. a bunch of couples and one of the wives, they're all really close to, but they think that her husband is like a little sus. Like they see him liking and commenting on girls' photos on Instagram. They're like, Ew, like, why is he doing that? So anyways, they were at a football tailgate all together and they saw him like checking out this girl who was like part of another party who he kept referencing as hot. So then his like wife went away. She went to like go talk to other people and they were talking to these other guys and someone's like, oh, are you guys married? And this guy said, unfortunately, yes. And he kept looking at this girl and commenting on this girl's body and like her... And like her other friends were like, wait, do we tell, I'm going to make up her name, Melissa, like, like her husband's being creepy. Her husband's being offensive. What do we do? But they think that she like might not care because she's never really cared about the Instagram likes or comments on other girls' photos. So they kind of don't know what to do because they feel like if they were in her position, they would want to know. But do they get into the middle and like insert themselves in this drama and this relationship? What do you guys think? Simone, <laughs> give us all your thoughts. What do you think, Simone? Oh, wow. This is pressure. I know. If this, this was your pressure. girlfriend, what would you do? Uh, well, I listen, I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, uh, but it sounds like what I'm gathering from what you were saying, it sounds like maybe they have talked to her about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like this has been something that has happened before. And so I would say if that is the case, then she's, she's the leader of how she wants her relationship. You're not on the inside of it. You don't know how it runs. So if she's been made aware of it before and she's fine with it, then I would say, you know, keep an eye out, but, but it might not be the, it, it might not be the time to say anything because you don't want to, a big thing is to also not ostracize a friend mm. if she's in a, you know, I, I don't know if it's, it sounds like it's more of a wandering eye situation than a toxic relationship. I don't know. But um, that being said, you know, also if you hear that and you're like, no, I want to say something, then, you know, you know, your friend better than I do. So I would trust your instinct ultimately, but whatever she says, you have to respect her decision. Mm, I think that's really good. That's what I would say. What would you say? I think that's good advice. I think that listening to this, I think like I'm picturing if we were all hanging out, Steve, this is Christina's husband. 
which he would never, I know he would never do. But if he was, if, if someone asked if he was married and he said, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I would tell you, I would be like, and if it wasn't in a joking way and he was also referring to someone like another girl there and like checking her out so blatantly, like, I just feel like it's disrespectful. And I would just say to you in a way that was like, if, if I hadn't already talked to you about it before. Mm -hmm. And I think I would just say, look, Christina, this made me feel uncomfortable because I love you and appreciate you as a friend. And I think you're an absolute 10 out of 10 goddess that deserves to be treated. So, and it kind of made me feel icky that your husband said this. So I would probably say something thinking of like our dynamic, but, um, again, I think Simone, you brought up a good point. If they, if they had already brought it up multiple times, you kind of have to respect your friend and she's an adult and it's going to make her decisions. But if you haven't brought it up, I'd bring it up. Yeah, 100%. I I agree with both of yeah. you. And I like see both sides because I'm like, oh, it's so hard to get caught in the middle. Um, no, I, right? <laughs> like, you don't know what to do. I do think, though, that if there are a bunch of you in the group who are thinking this way, I think that if you someone, something is going to be said, it needs to be said by one person. Because I feel yeah. like if all of you are like, hey, Simone, or like, hey, Melissa, or whatever, mm-hmm. like, we think your husband's a douche. Like, he's doing all this stuff. Like, it's very easy for someone to get very defensive and feel on the attack, you know? So I think it needs to be, if it's going to be brought up, it needs to be in like a very vulnerable sort of way with one person, like don't gang up on her. Don't tell her like her husband's a jerk and doing all these sort of sorts of things. And if you've already mentioned it before, then I mean, it's her relationship, you know? Um, However, if that wandering eye goes further, (laughs) you better tell your girl right away because like that is not cool right away, right right away. (laughs) Years ago, I was in a group of people and they asked this question. They were like, if you if you knew a friend, if you knew for a fact that a friend's partner was cheating, would you want or sorry, if if I as your friend knew that your partner was cheating, would you want me to tell you? And I was shocked at how many people were like were said no. Mm. Or I <laughs> my response was like, Ab- you know, can we curse on this? Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, <laughs> fuck no. You yeah. That's what, that's what my response was. Um, but also some other, I thought I, oh, I thought I, I did have was, you know, depending on how close you are to the person, you could talk to him about it mm-hmm. because if you're all friends and you're witnessing this behavior, you could say, um, Hey, we'll say his name is John. Hey, John. I have to talk to you about something that's made me very uncomfortable. The way you talk about women makes me uncomfortable. I understand it's not my business in a sense, but it feels like you're being disrespectful to Melissa, the, this fake name, Melissa mm-hmm. could do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's a good tip. And I also think this person said that her and her husband were talking about it. So maybe like have your husband talk to him about it too. Like, I feel like that could be a good guy way to, to be like, Hey bro, like that's not cool for you to be saying stuff like that. You know what I mean? It makes my girl feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not really cool to Melissa either. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's complicated, <laughs> but I will say ignorance is bliss for a lot of people, which is like a whole other thing. Oh yeah. Drama, drama, yeah, drama. Well, certainly not. RMO. Yeah. I would rather <laughs> information. Yes, totally. Yes. Uh, Well, Simone, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so fun and I really want to hang out. So we're going to become best friends. We're all Uh, in LA. (laughs) We're all in LA. Um, Can you let our audience know where they can find you and follow the show um, or or just 
you know, plug, what does it, what does it say? Plug yourself. Pimp yourself. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug yourself, please. Love <laughs> shame. Um, well, I am, I'm, it's been so much fun to talk to you both. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And please catch The Big Leap. It premieres uh, tonight at 9, 8 central on Fox TV. You can also catch it on Hulu. The first two episodes were released early on Hulu. And every episode will be released the day after. On um, we, we show on Mondays, but you can watch on Tuesdays on Hulu if you don't have live TV. It's also on Fox now and on demand. Amazing. And where can everyone follow you on Instagram? What are your social channels? Do you want people there? Yeah, right. That social, social media. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is my name. So Simone Ree Kasner, S-I-M-O-N-E-R-E-C-A-S-N-E-R. Um, and that is also my Twitter name. So follow me for both. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Simone. We are excited to continue watching the show and we'll be sliding into your Instagram DMs. Yes, <laughs> immediately. Thank you, Simone. Have an amazing day. Thanks to you both. It was so nice to meet you. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.